Welcome to another edition of the 1% Better Podcast with your host, Rob O'Donoghue. Hello, folks. Welcome to this week's 1% Better. I do get carried away with these intros sometimes, so I am going to keep this one quite short and not mention coronavirus other than just by saying it there. This week's guest is a former Miss Universe Netherlands, and she's had a successful career as a model, a businesswoman, TV personality, and then in the the last few years, she's focused on wellness and most specifically around this concept of brain balance and getting your brain in balance first and then other parts of your life will fall into balance as well. I wasn't sure what that meant but I am a lot clearer on it now after talking with Charlotte Labie uh, who is the, the name of my guest this week and I hope you enjoy it. It's definitely one that will make you potentially better in your brain balance if you take some of the actions that uh, Charlotte recommends and check out her book and her site and her following on Instagram which is quite large she posts a lot in there sometimes in Dutch though uh, being from the Netherlands it's uh, worth checking out links to that in the old show notes at the end just a quick one the new series on emotional intelligence which is part of 1% Better will start in April I have eight or so episodes recorded that are nearly ready to go still unsure how many I'll release at the same time but a a few will come out at the same time and it's all about the idea and concept of framework of emotional intelligence helping you improve your emotional intelligence which covers being more self-aware being more able to self-manage self-regulate developing your self-efficacy and also being more compassionate and social relationships if we manage to get social relationships going again that could come in handy so that's coming soon if you're a new listener thanks for checking this one out please do subscribe that'll help me get the show up the rankings and if you're a return listener thanks as always for coming back there you go enjoy this one with charlotte labay stay safe stay at home follow the procedures and we'll get through this guys thanks so much and enjoy Hey folks, welcome to another episode of the new season, 1% Better is back, and in this one we're going to talk about balancing our brain and how to find a good balance within our brain, and and that is something I've been looking forward to talking with my guest Charlotte Labay for a good while, Charlotte, so thanks for coming on to the podcast. Yes, thank you so much for the invitation, and uh, I feel really honored to be in your show today. No, I'm delighted to have you on the show, and I've been following you on Instagram for a while and watching your posts and stories there. So you've you've built up a huge following uh, on, on Instagram probably over the last few years based on the uh, focus on brain balance. Yes, that's correct. Um, it's growing uh, really quick at this moment. Uh, at this moment, I have like... 50,000 followers almost uh, on Instagram and a couple of more on LinkedIn and uh, Facebook. So the other social stories and and everything. Um, Yeah, well, I think it's a sign that people are really um, happy to find more information about the working of their brain. And that's really nice. Yeah, people are waking up more and more, I think, to looking after their their health and their wellness and the brain is obviously a big part of that so i think you've tapped into something very interesting before we go into that though and i I always like to kind of get a bit of background about, about my guests you know brain balance came into your 
life, I suppose, in the last couple of years. It wasn't always your main focus, though, right? True. No, that's true. Well, when I was a, a, a small kid, uh, a little girl, I wanted to be a lawyer or a vet. So it's totally different. But something else happened. Um, and I became, at the end, a brain balance speaker, expert, a trainer. Uh, and I tell and learn people about their own brain functions, how their brain works, what gives a lot of information from our subconscious mind to human behavior. And that's really interesting. But before I did something totally different. <laughs> you did. At one point you were Miss Universe for the Netherlands, right? Yes, that's uh, that's correct. It was in uh, 2000 and, oh, wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> what was it? 2008, sorry. Uh, I become Miss Universe Netherlands and I traveled the world. I did the pageant and um, had a lot of experience with other people, other cultures, other countries. Um, but that wasn't my dream. That It wasn't really my dream, but it was one of the chances made by life. Mm. Interesting when you look back on maybe decisions you took and areas of you know your life went into in that case when you were living that life was it something you were comfortable with did it align with your own balance i suppose your own values maybe well um first of all i think when you look back on an age of yeah mine age i'm 34 uh, years old right now then you can see, okay, 20 years ago, I was like this. 15 years ago, I did like that. And it's a little bit strange because uh, the world 20 years ago was totally different than today. And thereby, the society expects things from our brain and from people that we don't manage in the right direction. So um, I did some things like modeling in Milano. Um, I traveled the world as a model. I lived in Istanbul. I lived in Germany. I lived in Milano. But I wasn't really happy inside. Although I thought this is the real life. This is a dream. I think it's a dream of a lot of um, women, girls, to be a model, to travel the world. But yeah, well, my intern process is weren't that happy at all so i think i did a lot of things because of the people around me pushed me a little bit into that because oh you are beautiful so you can do a photo shoot maybe you can travel the world you can live there you can live here so a lot of opportunities and yeah in the meanwhile your brain and that's what i know uh, right now is be programmed in the way the yeah everybody looks at you just even on on that again and when you were going through those parts of your life were you now realizing oh that was the signal that i was getting but i was ignoring it were, were there kind of messages you were getting from your brain or feeling inside that you were kind of pushing back on that you just didn't know how to recognize or deal with yeah, well, I think first of all, and I think it's it's one of the main parts, it's to feel really lonely. So not really like, okay, the people see me around over here and they only want to have something from my outside, not from the inside. 
and feel felt re really lonely at that moment. And one of the most typical things for your brain is when you feel lonely, there's no space for happiness. So I wasn't happy at all, but it seemed to be happy for the outer world. Yeah, and that, that's a little bit scared when you are 13 years old or 14 or 15. And, um, well, for example, you travel to Milano for a, a, a big um, brand to do the photo shoot. It's also a little bit scared. But at the same time, it's also adventurous. And I love to go into the adventure. Um, and I think you develop a lot of skills at the same time. So it's a little bit confusing at that age mm -hmm. because you are not an adult. You are still a child. Mm. And I suppose at that age, when you're growing up, and even if you have kids now growing up, you know, teenagers, they're not really taught how to deal with their emotions maybe it's more you know academic they're learning they're studying they're not really given i suppose emotional training or understanding themselves and i think that's a big gap would would you say that that was something that you probably did you have coping mechanisms for that loneliness yeah well i think um look there's something happening in the whole world right now um we learn a lot of things from society, what you say, uh, you learn how to handle, you learn how to act, react, but you never learn how to um, clarify your emotions, how to feel, how to respond on your own emotions. And that's really um, a big problem right now, not only in my time when I was a model, but it's still a problem in the world. And you see it in a lot of disbalance like burnouts, depressions, Alzheimer, dementia, a lot of um, yeah, Western illnesses, I think it's the disbalance between our biological system and our yeah, society system. It's not a good connection. Mm -hmm. No, definitely. Uh, we need to know tools and we need to know methods, I suppose, to, to deal with that. Just after the modeling, and I, I know from reading your, your bio and, and doing some research on your website, you went into business, set up a clothing line. And how did that play out? And maybe some of the things you look back and learn from, from that? Yeah, well, my fashion business started from my own passion. I was really passionate about making nice combination, being creative. Um, and I designed the clothes myself in the start of the, the company, but soon it was really a success. Uh, and soon I had like eight employees full-time. And in one year we were expanding also in Europe, but also in USA. And how bigger it became, how more difficult the business for me was, like the position of a business owner, an inspirational person, more famous. And I think, um, I know for sure right now, that I've lost a little bit of myself in that period because I was only busy with the business, running, uh, being a good director, being a good manager, being a good friend, being a good... Um, um, yeah, the, the cooperation with other people. Well, it was everything besides me. So it was only running the business. And I think I worked like 80, 90 hours a week and I forgot myself. myself. So it was at that, that moment, I didn't realize that I damaged myself. But 
mm. a couple of years later, um, yeah, <laughs> I got to that point. Mm. And, and maybe just talk to me on, on when you got to a point where you realized there's something not right here. I'm at breakdown or burnout stage. Was there one single event that happened that made you realize I needed to make a change? Um, well, it, was, it wasn't really one single event because your unconscious um, brain or system uh, gives you signs for over months, weeks, years. And I think I, well, yeah, my life was totally in disbalance. My food wasn't right. I didn't go to the gym. I didn't have any relaxation for myself. Um, my social life was really like, okay, I paused everything because... Yeah, my business is the most important thing. And um, yeah, m me as a person wasn't on number one, but maybe on number 20 or 30. And <laughs> that's really not good. So actually, when I look back, I knew it for a couple of years that my life was in disbalance. But sometimes you have to handle more events, like life-changing events, to realize, okay, wow, this stage of my life, it's not good. I have to change everything. And it started with um, my cancer. I had uh, cancer um, two times. I went to the hospital and did some surgery, the operation. And after the cancer, I've got pregnant. So um, I got a son. He's now almost four years old. And he was three weeks old and our house burned down totally. So we have lost everything in private. And yeah, what happens? You have a, a lot of stress. So you produce a lot of cortisol, a lot of adrenaline uh, to go further. And come on, uh, don't lose yourself. You need to be strong. That's what I told myself several times, like 20 times a day. Come on, you are a strong woman. You can handle it. And again, I've lost myself in that period. So it wasn't only my business, it was also in private. And well, after a couple of months, after the, the house burned down, um, I bankrupted with my company. And that was really the trigger point that I thought, okay, who am I? Where am I and who am I? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and that was my journey. So that was the beginning of a new chapter in my life, a new book. Um, how to find yourself back when you lost yourself by society, by expectations, by your business, by your family, by friends, by everything. Mm. So you were, I think, probably doing what an awful lot of people do is living their life based on how they see society wanting them to do it maybe and doing things that other people are doing you're following you know their footsteps and on that kind of treadmill to chase a dream or chase success you mentioned yeah, yeah. You, you mentioned a couple of times the word self i'm very fascinated about self so you lost your a couple of parts of yourself so maybe talk to me about figuring that out and what 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 makes up yourself and and anything related to that is always really interesting. Yeah, that's really interesting because I ignored my illness, I ignored my emotions, I ignored my disbalance for a couple of years, and it made me 
really much more weaker. But at that point, when I was in the middle of it, I thought, okay, it makes me strong to ignore it and go further. So skip it, don't talk about it, and go on. But, well, in the end, my stress levels were really killing for me and uh, brought me totally in a disbalanced state. But also what you say about yourself, I learned myself, again, skills to ignore all the needs that I need to have it as a human being. So when you make it like a habit, yeah, it's really difficult to change it. Anything, yeah, once you've developed a habit, it it, it becomes so ingrained and, and I suppose ties into your, your brain. At what point then did you start finding ways of breaking down those habits and developing new ones? Maybe talk to me a bit about how things started to change for the better. Yeah, well, when I recognized, okay, maybe it's like a burnout. Um, actually, I don't call it really a burnout. It was totally disbalance. Um, but that was for sure an eye-opener. But there was something more happening in my body because my physician, um, my physical body wasn't healthy anymore. And um, from the one day to another, I got a paralysis on my right arm, hands and fingers. And the first aid, uh, that was really my turning point. This is what I needed. And um, that sign, okay, so when you don't change anything about your life, you will end up in a wheelchair. That was the point that I thought, okay, now I need to do something for my life. Of course. And at that point, you know, anyone gets that massive scare. I, you mentioned getting cancer. To me, that would be something that would have been a big wake up call. For me, it sounds like you were able to just deal with that and, and move on. But the the paralyzing impact or event was, was the turning point. So what what were the steps you started to take from there? And, you know, how did the idea of getting your brain in balance come into play? Yeah. Well, there was only one way, <laughs> the way up, because I know, okay, to leave it like this, um, that's not an option. So I need to change something in my life, something with myself, something in my environment to change. And I really didn't know that the, the secret was in my brain because, well, um, I didn't learn anything about my brain in my school period. I didn't learn anything about my brain uh, during my period when my parents um, grew me up sure. so well I was um, starting started with reading about stress the neurologist told me it's a problem in your vagus nerve and this is one of the, the most important nerves in your whole system and when I started reading books I found a lot of uh, different information about stress one article was about the function about stress. It's very positive. One article is about it's really negative and it makes you become sick. It was a li little bit confusing, but it was really, I was really like interested. Okay, but how does stress works for your brain? And why do we have a function like stress? Because it has a function. So, yeah, I, I really, I started with a study for myself to learn more about me. Um, but the most important part was my system 
because I realized I never learned something at the whole during period school or my childhood about the function of the brain or even my biological uh, system, because we learn a little bit, but it's really like basic, not how to handle it, how to use it, how to change it. Um, and I can tell you, I was really like, in a couple of days, I was really like, oh my God, this is really interesting. Um, and I was really fascinated about my own brain and in love with the functions we can use even more day in, day out. So during that period, I became more happy again because I found something in my life what triggers me, something inside me like, wow, there's even more. There's more you can learn. There's more you can grow as a person, as a mother, as a friend. Um, and I started with meditations. I started with yoga. I changed my food pattern. And I got my energy back. And step by step, I felt more like myself again. And it was really like meeting an old friend. And it, it felt so like coming home. But that feeling, I think it was left for maybe six, seven years. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. yeah. It was like a present. <laughs> no, I, I, can, I can get it. And it's interesting. There's a couple of things. When, before all this happened and you were... I suppose the word maybe is is seeking or looking for approval, and you know you were motive, you were driving forward before the burnout, before the the bottom point, and then you started talking about you tr tapped into this learning and this passion arose. At that point, was there any, uh, I guess, any sort of pull to to go back to the old you at that point or, or how did you manage to keep away maybe the old habits yeah well for example when you start changing your food pattern um at the moment when i start changing it i was really damaged also by the food because i wasn't happy i had cravings for sugar and fat and and salt so uh, some evenings i really my dinner was like chips. <laughs> it's crazy, but I did it because my cravings were stronger than my thinking brain. Because, of course, you know, chips is not really nutritious. It's not really good. But when you are feeling so bad and you want to feel a little bit of happiness, then his food is an example of, well, you do what you do and you do it like 10 days a day. And then if you have like five minutes, a little bit of the happiness, like so dopamine or serotonin, it gives you a little bit the happy feeling. Yeah, then your brain repeats it. So you want to repeat it and again and again and again. Um, so that wasn't, that wasn't easy. It was really difficult to quit that. But because I was really, really sick, because I was almost in a wheelchair, um, I think because of the heaviness, it was a little bit more easier for me to do it right now because this is your only option. And that was really my feeling. Okay, you can do it now, but not later. You have to do it now, Charlotte. That's what I told myself. So I think that makes me a little bit more stronger than normal. Um, I quit with 
all the, the bad food. I, I only eat veggies and fresh fish and, and, and made it myself very happy the first time. No, because well, from sugar, you get a lot of dopamines and serotonins right away and not from a broccoli or a cauliflower. But after a couple of days, my energy became more and more. And wow, step by step, I, I felt um, more energy. And, and then yeah, you want to have it more and more. So it took me like a couple of months to get myself really back in my life where I was a couple of years before. Uh, it's, it's, you can't change it in one day. That's impossible. Yeah, and I think it's important as well, maybe if you'd agree or your, your experiences, not to try and change too many things at the same time. It sounds like you pick one area to try and improve on and then get that in a good place and then move to another. Yeah, 100%, because you need to do it step by step because your brain is not used to make big differences, to make big changes. Um so when you start, for example, with your sleep pattern, that's also really important to have a healthy brain. Um, do it for one month. And after one month, you can say, okay, my neural pathways are rewired. And then you can do the second one. And then you can do the third one. So I started with my food, for example, and also with my brain knowledge, because I wanted to know exactly, okay, what's happening in my brain and, and in my physical body to understand what do I need to understand which steps do I need to take and when and when you have your sleep your food there's also a next step look to the people around you because also your social environment is so important um, are they giving you a lot of energy or do you lose a lot of energy and the energy you can spend only your energy once a day like you can choose whenever, uh, where you let it go, let it flow. Um, but also movement, going to the sports, going to the gym or going outside in nature uh, to have a good walk like 30 minutes a day. You need it daily. Uh, yoga, meditations, there's so much to do, but do it step by step. And don't try to change your whole life in one day because it's, it's impossible. Mm. The one that really stands out for me there, and I think it's all really relevant, is the is the people around you one. And you know, from experience and from talking to others, people sometimes don't realize the the impact or the energy, as you say, some people are taking from them, and and others are, are giving to them, and they find it very difficult to break the relationship. So, say you have you know five friends, and you realize two or three of them aren't, they don't really understand you and they don't understand why you are acting this way and that way. How how hard it is to kind of cut those connections in your experience or maybe from helping others to get away from negative people. How do you best achieve that? Well, it's not always that easy and I think it costs also a lot of time to with, with relationships or with friends or family. And I think, uh, for example, family, it's the most difficult one because family, you have it. Uh, for example, when you have a brother or sister and you don't like each other, but you have 
really lovable parents, you don't want to cut the relationship because you damage your whole family. But I think the main point is the triggers in your intern process, so in your brain process, in your cell process, um, what depends, what, what decides your emotional feelings, what you have in a situation. And if you can change it inside, then you change your outside, your output. So you need to change the input if you want to change the output. So it doesn't mean you need to cut off all the relationships um, which are very negative or not good for you, but change yourself so the other people can't trigger you anymore. And I think when you um, yeah, manage this, wow, you can handle the whole world. Mm-hmm. So it's a self-awareness piece, kind of becoming more aware of certain triggers? Yeah, I think um, it's, it's, of course, it's self-awareness. Um, well, in my profession, it's more about how your brain functions works, uh, what's the information in your brain, the neural pathways, they have data, and um, what influences you every second of the day, how you feel, handle, respond in a situation, react, what your habits are, how you respond to other people. And if you change the neural pathways in your brain, then you change also the emotions. Then you change also the triggers. Then you change also the heaviness of relationships, of friends, of family. And then you feel like free because you can handle the person. You don't need to quit it. Um, And you think, okay, wow, I understand your brain and I understand the way you react, respond. Um, and, and, And then it's more clear and then you don't feel it like a personal um, thing that that's so beautiful when you can handle that Mm -hmm. yeah you're you're not looking to blame other people because you're ultimately in control of how you feel around them right yeah and it it doesn't damage you anymore Mm -hmm. when you are not really in brain balance and uh, your beloved ones are telling you you are really an asshole then it felt like, oh my God, I didn't do it any, I didn't do it good. Uh, I'm not good enough. Uh, I don't feel happy with myself. But wow, if you can change it and you can change your intern conversation like, oh, this is funny because you, you tell me I'm an asshole. Okay, but I understand it because your brain is wired like this. I'm not an asshole. But when you have the trigger for yourself and you don't trust on your own feelings, what about the other feelings from the other person? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very interesting. When I was reading through your site as well, I think uh, the term NLP, the Neuro Linguistic Programming, is something yeah. you're involved, you, you use and have, a, a, I suppose, experience in. Yeah, well, um, I did I did the NLP um, uh, study, but it's just the two of the nine studies I did. So it's it's a small part part of the whole process, and I think it's really an interesting part NLP. Um, but but also important was for me the NCA, and that's that's really a new study over here in the Netherlands. It's like neural cause effects. So why? did your brain affect everything you do in life? 
And that was really from a neuroscientist way. What also was really important for me was the way how we look at food and our brain uh, cells. To to give you an idea, I did the orthomolecular study, and that's about how food influences your cells. Also, as a human being, you are a bunch of cells together, and not really a bunch, but (laughs) only in your brain we have like 87 billion cells. So... We need to take care of those cells. It's, it's like when you're th- thinking, when you eat, when you sleep, it's with everything. Um, so I see the human body and mind like a biological, biochemical factory. When something isn't in balance, you will get a failure in your personal process, in your system. So we need to see it from the holistic way. It's not only one thing. It's like more things together. And is that where the idea of the golden growth method that you put together comes in? Maybe talk a little bit about that. Yeah, well, I designed my own uh, method, the golden growth method. Um, and it's, it stays for your golden grow personal, but you can use it also in your company. So I do a lot of company uh, trainings as well. And um, it's like a blueprint, yeah, your own life plan. Uh, but the first step you need to take is to know how your brain works. Because when you don't know how your brain works, you can't change it. And then actually my method is a re- really a little bit useless because it's nice, but you will get back to the point where you want to start. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to really change the brain. We want to program your brain uh, differently. So if you looking to your brain um, it works and in in a typical way it's programmed in the first eight years of our life for like 85 percent and now on an age of 30 40 50 60 it's still the brain of an eight years old uh, for 95 percent that's your uh, unconscious brain and if you understand what are the rules of that brain? You can change it and you can change it to 2020. So to this year and not to 1988, for example. Um, so how do you raise up? What have you learned? Why have you learned it? Where? What's your culture? What's your DNA? Because it's for 90% nurture, how you raise up but approximately like 10% nature, so epigenetics. And there isn't a real quick fix to reset the right here, right now. Your brain is developed in plenty years. So take the time, give it attention with the right knowledge. And that's where the golden growth method with the six steps, um, it's like a, a guided tour through your whole life. Yeah. That's what it is. Mm, and you're saying six steps over around 60 days and you would see big changes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, I have a lot of people who works with the golden growth method. And um, well, in approximately two weeks, you feel more energy, you feel more balanced, more happy, more healthy. Um and, and it's really nice because we speak a lot of, okay, how can you realize your goals in life? Because a lot of people have goals, but they never re- realize it. And um, with 
the six steps, you can really realize your own goals. And I think that's what makes people really happy. Mm -hmm. Yep, absolutely. Once you can set your goals and then implement the goals, that's the, uh, that, the journey of doing that makes people very kind of happy and fulfilled as well i think so when when you think of all the the tools you've used and learned over the last few years is there any one simple one that you could share that somebody listening could could put into practice uh, easily and and see some benefit from well what you can do very easily is to recognize that or to know um that you your brain you can change your brain everybody can do it but it takes like uh, four weeks at least to change a little small habit. So if you want to, to change a habit, it's possible. But take the time for four weeks and practice it like every day, maybe like three times a day. And then you can feel like after two or three weeks, hey, wow, it's not so heavy anymore. Wow, it's, it's a kind of chill. It's nice. Wow, it feels like more... It's changing. So in four weeks, you can do really a lot. Um, but give your brain the right surroundings and influence it on the right way. So look at your food to skip the sugars. You can start with it today. Skip your sugars. Eat a lot of veggies. Eat nuts. Make sure you have enough omega-3. Um, eat everyday brain berries. I, I call them brain berries. You can uh, know them for sure for blueberries. Make sure you have enough sleep. We need uh, really seven, eight hours sleep to reset your brain, to make the damage in control. Relax every day. Walk in nature. Do, do sports, yoga, um, breathing techniques. There is so much we can do right now, but start slow so you won't lose the balance and control. Plenty of people want to change but don't know how or they lose it when they are on the way in like two weeks. Oh, it's a failure and I can't do it and I tried everything. No, you quit too early. So keep it for four weeks at least. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. People are always looking for a quick fix or a hack that, you know, doesn't happen over overnight for, for sure. It's, it's definitely no, a good message. There's not, there's not one pill or one medicine who can change your life. You need to do it yourself and you need to take the time and the responsibility for it. That's the truth. Very true. There's a gentleman, I think, in, in Holland as well. Is it Wim Hof? Is he in, in is he a Netherlands guy? Wim Hof, yes. Yes, yes, yes. He's really, uh, really famous. Wow, he's amazing. The Iceman. Mm -hmm. um, I learned from his techniques uh, to use the ice bath and it's really popular at this moment. You see a lot of coachings, uh, traject, um, um, uh, how do you say it, studies, courses, and they use the, the techniques. It's, it's, it's amazing. And I think he's the real proof how you can change yourself by controlling and, yeah, practicing. <laughs> Absolutely. I think you mentioned the vagus nerve, and I remember listening to a, a podcast he was on, and he talked about that vagus nerve as well, that kind of really – most important nerve in your in your body to connect it into your into your brain i, I think uh it rang a bell for me there yeah nice that's you, great in the last six months is there anything you've learned that has been very 
I suppose eye opening for you because from listening to you, you love to learn, you love to read. You're always trying to figure out new ways. I, I guess is there anything that you know when you learn something, it really stands out, a kind of a wow moment. Anything come up to mind over the last number of months that you've learned? Yeah, well, um, I'm still learning every day, and I think it will never, never end <laughs> until you are not here anymore. And I love to learn from all the investigations from a neuroscientist way, and it's really impressive. But I think maybe it's nice to share because um, I'm in a marriage right right, uh, now for 12 years, and we have a son for four years. And actually, in the last couple of months, we realized that we that our brains are still the same in our relationship like 12 years ago when we met each other. And then I thought, okay, this is, this is not good. It's, it's strange because first you become lovers, then you become a man and a wife, then we become parents. So your role is changing every four or five years. Um, we are supporting uh, each other's careers. We are friends. We are everything but wow the brain is still the same and we have never changed something in the whole yeah factory that we have built with each other we became 12 years older we had more functions but we have never renewed the walls of our relationship and i think that's maybe when you become a little bit more older um yeah that your own beliefs expectations your mindsets it's still the same, but the life isn't the same anymore like 12 years ago. So we have changed this and um, we are still building on it. And I think you are never, never finished a relationship. You need to invest, you need to grow with each other. Um, But before sometimes we had a fight and now there's more happiness, less stress in the relationship, better sex. We have better friends with each other. And also better parents. So my opinion in this is like, look at yourself. And and I do it like every year, every half year. Okay, the the house that I've built, is it it still good enough? Or do do I need to change something to grow further, to make it more stable, better? Yeah. And that's what I've did in the last uh, couple of months. <laughs> that's interesting. Yeah, I, I interviewed a lady. She's a, a relationship expert, Susan Winter. Last year, she's a US lady. She's been on Oprah Winfrey. She's pretty famous in that world. And she talked about how the importance of relationships having goals as well. You know, how, how you can set goals together and work towards them and as you said people get very maybe relaxed when they get married and don't you know put the effort in anymore um and that always stuck with me as well so you know people just need to keep challenging themselves i suppose in the relationships as well and and that'll help them progress and change yeah and i think it's it's with everything in your life it's not only um yourself like personal growth it's also like a, a parent because the life is changing. Um, the life isn't like when you were like five or, or 10 years old. The, the world is changing so fast. So you need to um, yeah, invest in yourself, but also in the people around you to change with the world, but without the disbalance. And 
yeah, that's really, that's not so easy. So you need to do it, yeah, with the right information. Yeah. Mm. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So, Charlotte, we're up. Uh, 45 minutes have flown by, and I really enjoyed talking with you, listening to your story, listening to everything around brain balance. And uh, it was it was brilliant to talk to you. Thanks for sharing sharing that. <laughs> Yeah, if, thanks. <laughs> um, it was great. So, is there any way maybe folks could connect in with you? Go to your website, maybe look at purchasing your book. That would also yeah, be good. Sure. Yeah, you can you can find me on Instagram or Facebook, and you can always send me a message. Or when you have a question or something, please send me a message, and I will respond. Um, we are working on the first book to translate it to English, so hopefully it will be soon. And the second book will be launched in September and it's all about brain food. So the right food for your brain. And um, yeah, probably that one will be also available in English. So it will be great. You're very busy, Charlotte. You're writing books every few months and juggling. (laughs) (laughs) You definitely, (laughs) you need a lot of balance for sure. Have you, I know you do a lot of kind of presentations and speaking. Have you been, to ireland at all doing that yet no not yet so i will wait for the first invitation uh, <laughs> to do a, a really nice motivational uh, uh speaking session in ireland it would be really lovely okay well there's an open invite for you uh, hopefully somebody listening that might be able to make that happen can uh, can get in touch with you as well i will add those details in the the notes uh, on the Uh, on the show notes once we put out the episode Charlotte so thanks so much for your time and for sharing your story great thank you so much thanks have a great day yes you too thank you hey folks thanks so much for listening to the show if you enjoyed it could you please consider helping me extend the reach of the podcast that a little bit further? You can do that in a number of ways. The number one way is to subscribe on your app of choice. This helps me with the chart ranking, leading to more folks stumbling across the podcast and checking it out. You could also repost it on your social media channels. Any of them would be great. And maybe even tell a friend in person or over the phone, pick up the phone, give them a call and tell them about the 1% Better podcast. Tell them about this episode or one that you've heard in the past and it will do. I would really appreciate it. In the last year, we set up a 1% Better Slack community, which you can join for free and interact with me and other members of the community and improve through holding each other accountable and sharing monthly challenges. It's a lot of fun. Check it out. I'm into season four of this incredible journey and the more of these interviews and solo shows that I research, record and share, the better I believe that they get and more loaded with actionable takeaways that you can learn from. I know I've learned so much from it so far and it's always really, really fulfilling and rewarding when I hear from you on what you took from it. So do reach out, rob at robofthegreen.ie. And of everybody that listens, 90% listen and enjoy, but only around 10% actually take action, write down takeaways and put them into practice. I am convinced that if we can move that number a bit higher, the listeners will not only make steps forward towards their goals, but they will be more fulfilled and happy and better. Change doesn't happen overnight. It is hard, 
but it's all about taking the first step, whatever that is for you. You can absolutely do this. Make a plan, be deliberate, take action. Don't overreach. Start with those small incremental improvements and over time you will see great progress. It's all in the pursuit of betterness. So again, thank you so much for listening. Good luck and stay safe.